You're listening to Spartan Up Podcast. We're going to interview somebody every week from all over the world and see what they did in their life to become successful, no matter how they defined it. Hey, welcome back to Spartan Up Podcast. And uh, Tim, you had a, a, a huge uh, pleasure in this next interview of, uh, of interviewing um, Tim Morris. I, I did. Uh, pleasure, honor, whatever word you want to use. But it was, uh, I, was quite, I, I was quite taken uh, talking to him. And uh, he's got a tremendous story, uh, and he's quite open about it. I mean, he's uh, paralyzed from chest down. So I don't want to redo the interview, but we'll go and listen to him and hear what he's got to say. And I, I think you're going to all be pretty impressed with him. Welcome, everybody. We're here in Boston today at Spartan headquarters. It's my uh, privilege today to talk to Tim Morris, an adaptive athlete uh, and an SGX coach um, who's right here from Boston, a young man who's overcome some uh, great challenge in his life and is uh, quite an inspirational young man. So we're going to get a chance to talk to him, hear his story, and hope it has some impact on you. Um, One summer night in 2007, I was on my way to a friend's house uh, distracted driving, uh, not paying attention. I was answering the phone and I was getting off the highway. I flipped my Grand Cherokee. I wasn't wearing my seatbelt. So Grand Cherokee began to roll. I came out the moonroof and uh, the Jeep actually rolled over my body, breaking my neck, breaking my back, all my ribs, uh, which punctured my lungs and, you know, uh, filled my lungs with a gallon of blood. and. Um, you know, and mangled my shoulder, my hand. Um, but fortunately, the the injury, you know, um, I, the injury caused paralysis. Fortunately, I wasn't uh, I wasn't paralyzed from the neck down. I just I broke my back and uh, paralyzed from the chest down, with full use of uh, of my arms. Um, so um, you know, I was laying in the hospital bed after a month uh, a month coma. I was laying in the hospital bed. Here I was, broken and alone, and I realized that, uh, you know, I, I was. I had plenty of time to think back, and I realized that I was the one that put myself in this situation, and there's no use to complaining about it. You know, um, first of all, uh, there's there's always. I always say, you know, somebody always has it worse. There are other people out there um, who you know, would it have broken their neck in a much, in a much worse situation, unable to... Or, or died. Or died, yeah. Unable, yeah, uh, unable to move their arms or no longer, you know, no longer breathing. Um, so, so um, you know, at that point, I realized, listen, it was your decisions uh, that put you in this situation, and it's really only you that can get you out of this situation. So... You know, kind of from that point moving forward, it gave me a new, uh, new perspective, uh, a new appreciation for life. And it, uh, after that point, I decided that, I, you know, I, I was a big talker about things I wanted to do. I wanted to get into obstacle racing. I wanted to do triathlons. I want to. I want to. It was all in the future. Everything always stays in the future if right. you just talk about it, though. Um, not putting it into action. Um, so... Um, after my injury, uh, I began rehab to recover, uh, relearning to walk again. Uh, as a fundraiser to help me walk again, uh, my best friend um, put something together where they were going to do an obstacle race. 
And so they you know, raised a bunch of money and we kind of quietly decided, um, you know, I was gonna show up on race day and be like, hey, I'm hopping in too. And we'll see how it goes. Listen, you know, I'm a, you know, when you're, when you're injured, when you become a paraplegic, you know, you, most people don't know anything about the injury. So I didn't know anybody else that was injured. I didn't know if anybody was ever, ever did an obstacle race, right. you, know, um, um, you know, that was paralyzed. Uh, so we went out, we did this obstacle race. It was an incredible experience. Um, Joe DeSanta caught wind of it uh, through, uh, I, have a, I have a friend who owns a, a rehab recovery facility out in uh, Los Angeles called Next Step Fitness. Um, he, uh, so through, uh, through the channels, Joe caught wind of it, invited us out to do uh, uh, the Beast out in Vermont. It was the 2013 or 2014 World Championship race. It, you know, second race ever. <laughs> this, I mean, go big or go home. Yeah, right? well, that's Joe, right? Yeah, yeah, I love it. So we went out, we went out on this race course. Nine hours later, we made it four miles. The team was unprepared. Like the first one, it was fun, but it was like, you know, it was like Fisher Price, my first obstacle race, right? Nothing, nothing like the Spartan Beast in Killington, right? So we go out, you know, nine hours later. Um, one of our guys was climbing a wall, dislocated his shoulder, and morale really just broke at that point. We ended up coming down the mountain, you know, slightly defeated. Uh, half of my crew, uh, we were introduced, uh, we were introduced to from New Jersey. Um, so it was my guys from New Jersey and some of my friends from around here. Uh, we got down to the bottom of the mountain, and I saw Joe DeSena and. Uh, you know, he was like, you know, all he said was, couldn't get it done, huh? I'm like, in, in my head, I'm like, you have no idea what I just put my body through, right? Right, right. Uh, But, right? So it's like half the team. Yeah, Mr. Sympathetic. But that is Joe, you know? And, you know, and, and um, he's amazing for that, right? Um, it's it really, it's just black or white. And I appreciate that so much about him. Um, half the team obviously got turned off, the other half got turned up. So we just, we, um, the ones that were kind of inspired by, uh, by the humility, you know, by being humbled by the experience, um, we trained through, uh, trained through the winter, trained, you know, trained through the spring. And where did we start? We started, I think we started uh, at City Field just to get one done, just to, you know, one notch under our belt. And then um, shot up, hit our first beast uh, up in uh, Quebec. We hit uh, uh, Mont Saint Marie. All right, so at this point, we're like, okay, momentum's rolling. Um, and, you know, uh, that next year, I think it was 2014, uh, got my first trifecta, then um, got my, uh, you know, a double trifecta that year. Yeah, so it was the first. I was the first paralyzed guy with uh, with the trifecta, and obviously double trifecta. All right, listen, I'm, I'm going to stop you there because you have you have given us an, an incredible story, but a lot to chew on right there, yeah, right? So there, yeah. there's a there's a lot going on there, and the phrase you just used about half your guys being turned off or or turned up, I'd never heard that before, yeah. and and I, and I like that. I, I like that a lot, and so and it describes 
you know, when faced with adversity or challenge or somebody challenging you personally to something, right? Some people either wither and walk away or some people will rise to that challenge. Whatever that challenge is, somebody in a group always wants to be the guy to step forward, right? Yeah. So, so turned off or turned up. Did you make that up? I did. I did. Well, I, did, well, yeah. I like it. You ought to coin yeah. that one. Yeah, I, thank you. So we're going to talk more about all of this stuff, and we're going to we're going to take a short break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about again, kind of some of the specifics, some of those lessons, and then how we apply it to everybody else out there that's listening. I hope you're not sitting still while you listen. If you are, you better get a burpee break in. Hi, this is Marion, the show's producer. Sometimes you hear me making comments in the background, but I'm usually not on the show. This week, I want to tell you about Joe's new book, Spartan Fit. It's coming out in August, but you can make a commitment to yourself now and pre-order it. And we all know from listening to the show how important making that commitment is. Inspired by the legendary warriors of Sparta, Joe shows how anyone any age can get Spartan Fit without a gym membership or a fancy diet. If you've been listening to Spartan Up, you already know that being a Spartan is about more than being physically fit. It's about embracing a way of life that prepares you for whatever lies ahead. This book offers Joe's 30-day plan based on a seven pillars philosophy, endurance, strength, athleticism, recovery, nutrition, mind, and code. Join the Spartan Revolution. Pre-order now at SpartanFitBook.com and save 25% with the code FIT25. All right, so welcome back. We're here with Tim Morris. Uh, he was telling us all about his, his challenges he faced after a, a tragic car accident. Uh, left him paralyzed from the chest down, but he overcame and became a, a Spartan racer, a trifecta, a multiple-time trifecta winner. Or I guess that's the right word. Um, but I want to kind of curious on some of the, the lessons you learned along the way, not only in the, the racing, although that's important, and we can get to that. So, laying, and I kind of fast-forwarded a little bit, um, but to go back to that time where I'm laying in that, in that hospital bed, you know, half, half dead, feeling, you know, like nobody understands my situation, um, you know, I, I started to think about how I'm going to, Okay, I put myself a little bit behind the eight ball. Okay, uh, you know, I'm a personal trainer and a phys ed teacher. My life is health and fitness, but two-thirds of my body doesn't work now. Um, you know, what are you going to do? How are you going to stand out, you know, to, to kind of be able to um, show uh, your, your expertise here? Um, so, you know, while, while I'm... Laying there and moving forward, I kind of developed, you know, a life around, you know, I just call them the three P's, you know, start, uh, need to start living passionately, right? Chasing things and not, not being half-assed, giving it 100% effort um, as you do it, you know, whether it be trying to get up and walk again, uh, professionally, you know, personally, financially. Um, so really, you know, as you're chasing things passionately, um, let's say professionally, um, as a phys ed teacher, um, I, you know, I, I kind of didn't want to get back to it because I was going to require help. You know, even just you know getting up, uh, getting up, you know, hills to go to a field to, to you know, get some activities going or pulling stuff out of the closet. Um, 
so I became, you know, I studied for, you know, uh, almost a year and became a certified strength and conditioning specialist. Um, I, as far as I know, I think there are only two paralyzed CSCS's strength coaches um, in in the country in the world. Um, and I'm sorry, do you, so you just train? Do you train? Uh, uh, Adaptive athletes, or do you train? Can you train anyone? The majority, yeah. The majority of people that um, you you know, my verbal cueing is is pretty uh, pretty strong at this point, right? Because I'm not able to uh, physically show a person how to how to perform an exercise. You you need to hit other senses to, for them to understand what you're talking. You know what you're talking about. What you're trying to get across. Um, the motion that you're trying to get them that they need to. Uh, to feel and the focus um, that they need to have to perform a movement or an activity or a race. Um, yeah, so, so um, I, yeah, I do. The majority of people that I train are able-bodied people. Uh, I train a lot of people training for races, um, but uh, I, I am picking up more and more adaptive athletes now. And when you're out on these, these mountains, we don't run a race for, for time, right? Uh, so kind of my thing is uh, wheelbarrowing races. I want as minimal help as possible when I get out there. So my first race, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of carries, you know, up, up um, you know, two obstacles up, you know, up mountains. Um, but as time goes, I want to amplify my performance. Um, you know, it's a it's another lesson like the three P's, right? I'm trying to amplify my performance all the time. I after I do a race, I look back, I I deconstruct uh, each obstacle, the entire race, and you know how can I do more? I want to do more on my own, take you know less of the burden off of you know whether it be five of us or you know 15 people that want to be a part of this. Right. Um, so got to the point where. Uh, instead of using a chair, uh, Fenway last year left the chair at the start line. I don't, I don't remember how far Fenway was, if it was, you know, three and a half or four miles that day, whatever. Uh, actually, Joe DeSena and, and uh, Tony started the race with me. It was up four flights of stairs. We wheelboard up the top of that thing, you know. Um, you know, they stopped. They're like, this is crazy, right? And then we kept going for another three and a half miles. I left my chair at the start, picked it up again, you know, at the end of the race. Now, so just to go back quickly then, so is that the first time you raced with Joe or have you, is, did he attempt, after telling you you couldn't get it done or asking okay. you or making that statement, he's, I understand he went out and tried to, tried to run one with you yeah. in, in your conditions, if you will. Yeah, he, uh, he actually uh, invited me out to, uh, to meet him in, uh, Michael Mills, uh, who is like the who who is like the southern version of me, right? Okay. Him with with his team down there. He invited me out to Ohio. Um, it, you know, it was kind of it came together last minute, literally last minute. Like you know, if the ra if we're racing on Saturday, it came together on Thursday. Me and and two of my guys um, flew flew out to Ohio and met up with. You know this whole group of of southern dirtbags, and 
That, that's the name of the team? That's the okay. name of the team I down there. I just want to make sure. Yeah, people... it was three team believers and, and you know. I want to start a civil war. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, and then, you know, Joe gets tucked in. He gets taped up. Everything that Joe did to simulate being in a chair, you know, they, uh, they're starting the race in their chair. We have a tradition where I hop out of the chair and I just wheelbarrow, just go. And, you know, however, however long that lasts for um, you know, whether it be like New Jersey, straight up to the top of the mountain, just wheelbarrow up or, you know, go for a half mile. So, so, uh, Joe started out and, you know, it opened Joe's eyes. It was, it was, how do you, how do you, how do you train for I mean, you wheelbarrow to train for wheelbarrowing or a lot of, a lot of handstand pushups, a lot of just pushups. What, what do you, yeah. cause to me, I just can't even fathom what you're saying. Cause I, I I'm picturing in my mind. I do just across the floor where you put your uh, those little round circle things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I put my feet on that, and I yeah. go across the floor. And quite frankly, you know, across a, uh, a basketball court, sideways, not not lengthwise, is is more than enough to, to make you into a, a puddle of sweat once you've reached the other side. Yeah, it's not easy. It's uh, um, and, you know, um, gliders. I, I think those things. Yeah, are called, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's not easy. It's tough. Um, so. Really, I can you know put my legs up on the chair and use the chair uh, like somebody is holding my legs, right. and I just will bro, you know, just go, just Constantly. go, yeah, yeah. So that's one way to do it. Uh, grip strength. Fortunately, um, I have really you know pretty pretty significant grip strength, so I'm able to climb climb a rope, um, no problem. Um, just just shooting right up there. Plus plus knowing technique, you know, doesn't hurt you know with the obstacles, right? which is, you know, we're taught right. to do that uh, SGX. So, uh, yeah, Joe kind of, it, it was an eye-opener for Joe. And one of the first obstacles we got to uh, was the mud moguls being, you know, uh, wheelbarrow and kind of being my thing. Um, as everybody's going through this obstacle, me and my two, two guys just, you know, quietly get out of the chair, begin to wheelbarrow, just wheelbarrow up the mound, down into the, wa into, under, into the water, under, yeah. underwater, across, you know, I'm down there 30 seconds, come uh, back up, uh, and, you know, and, and, you know, a ton of people around are like, oh, my goodness, what, right. yeah. like, what, these guys are crazy, and, you know, and, well, you, you, you know, three, well four, three, four, yeah, I think, um, but it's fun, though, you sure know, this is. suffering is fun, that's what makes, that's why people keep coming back to this, right, you right. just want to test yourself, and, you know, I like to suffer, I guess, so, so just push yourself and... Well, you and, like to achieve. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the suffering well, is a yeah. byproduct, but... Yeah, 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 it's a means to get, you know, yeah. to, to get somewhere, right? Yeah, so, so uh, you know, Joe loved it. Joe loved the experience, still talks about it to this day, um, and just an incredible dude. You know, so that first impression you get of Joe kind of seems like a hard ass, but then, you know, you get to know him, and he really is one of the most incredible people I've ever met. Oh, he, he is. He I mean, is. Without question. But you may, you may appreciate this. I saw the movie The, the Revenant, Revenant. Is that how you say it? Revenant, yeah. And so, uh, you know, he's crawling. DiCaprio's crawling, and that's a real story, and he, his leg was broken. So I send Joe an email and say, hey, listen, I saw this movie. It's amazing. And this guy crawled and all this, and he's a broken leg. So when we do the barbed wire crawl, we ought, to, we ought to put bands, resistance bands, around everybody's legs. 
So within minutes, Joe sent an out to other people said, it. that's a great idea. I love it. Welcome to my world. Yeah, well, you know, exactly. That, yeah, it's a, it's a good time. So, you know, like, like Fenway Park, Wilburn, the whole thing, beginning to end with the obstacles. I mean, it was, um, it took, you know, if it was three and a half, four miles, it took uh, seven hours to do. Wow. Um, and I couldn't lift my arms above my head my, uh, for, I don't know, till probably Thursday. The following week right it was it was it was tough it was wow. brutal wow but That's worth it because of the experience oh, without, without question yeah now um because i i don't i do want to go back i think i've heard uh passionate and i might have heard performance three p's uh passion right perspective perspective right? okay understanding that your life is you know a collection of the choices that you've made up to that point some for some people it's tough to hear, you know, um, but it's reality, right? Um, uh, I don't know. So passion, perspective, and perseverance, right? So paralyzed from the chest down, um, I'm not going to get up and walk tomorrow. So, um, you know, how am I, how am I going to get myself to a better spot? I became a uh, a strength coach. Um, um, let's see, how do how do you how do you stay motivated? I mean, I know you, you sign up for the races, and that keeps you kind of on the horizon, right? There's sure. always something. Sure. Is that that, or is there just more? Is is it interacting with other people, and knowing you're you're having a maybe a positive uh, impact on others, or so that's another you know that's an, an amazing aspect of getting out doing um, doing a Spartan race. Um, any any length, right? People will come by and be like, "I just got to tell you." People in in tears, they, right. you know, just want want to say hi and you know, or give you a hug or just to tell you, "Listen, I was about to crack," and and then I saw you, and I kept going. And I just want to say, you know, after race, I just want to say, "Thank you for helping me finish." Where we didn't even interact, they just saw me down there, you know, wheelbarrowing or you know, climbing up over a wall or up a rope, you know, using just my arms. Oh, but it, it's a, your reality yeah. affects theirs, right? Yeah. And they look yeah. over. So, it, it is very hard to, to quit or to feel bad for yourself when you go, when you go by them. Yeah. You know, so I, I got to imagine that that's a very powerful feeling when, you, when you're out there. So I've seen some people that, like, you know, one race, they want to be one and done, but they get through that race and obstacle racing, I've, why I wanted to become SGX, because obstacle racing changes lives. And I wanted to be more deeply, you know, entrenched, you know, and yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so it's, it's really, it's, it's really, you know, a, a special, you know, feeling when you know that you're having a positive impact on other people, which is what I've always w wanted to do my entire career as a phys ed teacher, you know, they're just, you know, well, it's, it, it, I'm sorry, it's giving, right? Yeah. People who give, even like, go back Christmas. When you give gifts, yeah. most of the time, at least for my life, it feels better to give a gift than even to receive it, even when it's something you really want, right? Yeah. You feel good giving. And, and quite frankly, when you're on that course, you're giving other people motivation. Mm -hmm. You're giving them a lot of it. You're giving them a lot of inspiration and motivation, you know, and, you, and you're making them do what you already had to do is that that self-reflection, right? You're, without even speaking to them, they can look over and immediately know 
they've got to assess themselves and, and kind of where they are in their life or what they're doing and how hard something is in front of them. And it, I would imagine it motivates more, you know, 99% of the people that see you've got to say, my God, I can do, if he can do this, I can do this kind of thing. And I just got to imagine that that makes you feel good inside. Um, it does. It, yeah. it definitely does. You know, hearing somebody say they wanted to be one and done and quit, you know, one sprint was good for them and then see them move on to, you know, a trifecta and then the next year a double trifecta and just see see that build, you know, because that's that's an amazing um, parallel between racing and life that once you, you know, you work hard to achieve a goal, once you achieve that goal, you, you know, look back and assess and you want to and amplify your performance. You and you understand that you, what you thought was your ceiling is only your ground floor now. And you know you just build and build right. and build. It snowballs, and you know it develops a whole new, a whole new person. You know. Well, I'll tell you what. This is this has been a remarkable time. And again, I, I just I am um, I am humbled just to sit here and listen to your story and to meet you. Uh, you just seem like a remarkable, I don't call you a young man, but you're much younger than I am, so a remarkable young man who's got, as you just said, a real perspective on life. I mean, that is really kind of, again, just even me sitting here, I've got to kind of sit back and think, you know, could I do that? Could I, could I be as positive as you're being? Could I be as, you know, just, uh, well, just who you are? And I, and I don't know that I could. I mean, that's, you've got to find that out when you face it, right? Yeah. But I tell you what, it is, it, you are an inspiring guy to sit and talk to, and I really appreciate it. All right, so uh, before we go, maybe make sure I got it. Passion, perseverance, and perspective. You got it. Beautiful. Perfect. Thanks a lot, Tim. Thank you. great talking to you. And that is a good grip. That is some good grip. I get that, <laughs> I get that immediately. That's a good grip. I, I think his story is just an incredible story of, firstly, acceptance of what he went through, the trauma with the, with the car accident, and just... You know, he, he's quite accepting of the responsibility that he felt he played in that. So uh, he, he's an incredible individual. I think he's, uh, t to accept that and then be able to go on to do what he's doing is, is a, you know, a huge amount to learn. Ndell, you mentioned off camera that you hadn't heard before the term adaptive athlete and that you really like the idea that you're not a disabled athlete, you're, you're, you're simply an athlete who's had to adapt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What he's doing with his, it's all, um, sort of upper body strength that he's mm -hmm. using to be able to do the courses, to be able to sort of run and get through the obstacles. Um, instead of actually labeling somebody a disabled athlete, he's mm -hmm. not. He's absolutely abled. He's just mm -hmm. adapting his, his anatomy and his ability to tackle obstacles. Yeah, and, and Colonel, you were saying that you were surprised yeah, by how adaptive well, he was. Well, that's, that's, a good, that's a good segue there because adaptive is exactly right. Uh, for those that uh, aren't on YouTube and are only listening on iTunes, uh, we started the interview and I, and I picked him up in wheelbarrow fashion and he walked. Which is how he does the races. Uh, how he does the races and he showed me how he walks up the steps and so I grabbed him by the upper thigh and he started to move out and I was immediately, normally when you do that when you're a kid growing up or you're for us wrestling practice or something, you grab somebody, it feels a certain way. Grabbing him immediately felt different. His muscles have adapted. Instead of keeping his arms underneath his chest, they reached out almost like a swimmer or, or a runner who was already moving and you could feel the muscles across his back and his lats just rippling. And then at the end of it, same thing, when I shook his hand, I made kind of a joke that it was a great grip. But I want to tell you, that guy could drop me to my knees <laughs> if he wanted to. I mean, yeah. just from the grip alone. So he has ad adapted his body to change 
to to overcome what he's what he's the condition he finds himself in, yeah. and he's just kind of morphed his through force of will and and you know through uh, exercise he's morphed his body into this and uh, uh, given himself an ability to do these things that most of us uh, I don't think could do. Yeah. And a double trifecta at that. Yeah, I mean that's an, an incredible. <laughs> yeah, and that's after and that's after Joe said to him, you know, oh, could, you couldn't you couldn't finish it or whatever, and then right the first and then, one, and then that's a really powerful statement. Some people got turned off, and some people got turned up, and then um, and then he said something really beautiful about like when you talk about something but you're not doing it, you're wasting. What, what do you say about in in, in the future? Um, yeah, everything yeah. always yeah. stays in the future unless you take action. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing that keeps coming up, right? Everyone keeps talking about, like, the only way you get anywhere, the only way, talk about it, talk about it, but it, it's the action that, that's getting him to be the first adaptive athlete to finish not one but two trifectas and then inspire so many other people. And, and uh, it's that same sort of, you know, tough love inspiration that, that Joe gives, right? I mean, when he said that, it kind of honored... <laughs> Oops. <laughs> it, on, it honors the fact that... Joe knows it. Everyone has so much more potential than that, that you even think that right, you have. But, you this is, but this, but this is, is extraordinary. Well, it is. But this is a, you know, kind of, again, this is a shout out to Joe as well, who's not with us. But once again, you know, he, he walked the walk, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of threw that out there and said, well, you can't get it done. And then mm-hmm. the next race put himself in a wheelchair and bound his own legs mm-hmm. to find out how tough it was and found yeah, out exactly right, how yeah. tough it was. And kind of changed his perspective, you know, his frame of reference, as he talks about all the time. But he did it, you know. I mean, and that's, again, um, hard enough to overcome those things if you have to. But to willingly just put yourself in a chair and bind your legs and say, I'm going to go do an eight-mile obstacle course uh, without my legs uh, because I want to prove that I, I can do this as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, all, all the credit, all the power to them. I, I'm lucky to have been to Spartan races all over the world where I've watched adaptive athletes. And I think of, you know, uh, Misty Diaz or Amanda Sullivan, um, Noah Galloway, Todd Love. Uh, just can go on and on. And it's really incredible because you think what like you see a person in that situation, you think, wow, that person's incredible. And yet there, there are so many people who have found themselves in that situation, either by accident or by fate or by whatever. And the fact that they're making the most of it um, you know, it, it should really inspire the rest of us who are as able or not able-bodied as we as we may find ourselves that we're all capable of more, and and that's been such an incredible thing. You see the people line up and clap as those athletes finish, but also, you know, when an athlete finishes who just is at the start of their fitness journey, maybe somebody who's three hundred plus pounds, right. and when they finish and the, the applause that they get, and I just love that there's this community that embraces all these people and not only elevates them as they deserve to be elevated for the efforts they make, but celebrates them by going out and redoubling our own efforts. That's really an incredible thing. Well, and as I told him in the interview, when you're on the course and you look over and you see him or, or another one of these athletes, yeah. you know, it's just, it's, it motivates you. So that's what we were talking about there. We talked earlier about a gift, if you will. So he's, he's giving to other people on the course as well. He gives them a lot of energy and a lot of spirit and motivation, treated. right? Everyone's right. getting treated. He's right, show, going back to Nate Carr, Nate Carr Jr., right? It applies to anything. Yeah, absolutely. I think it just gives you a totally different frame of reference if everything's a bit more of a challenge that you just adapt. He probably adapts his entire mindset. I mean, he was a fitness trainer before the accident, and he's still a fitness trainer now, but mm-hmm. he just comes at it from a different, you know, sort of passionate perspective. He did, and he talked about that he had to become better verbally. 
Yes. You know, to, to because he used to just be able to show someone how to do it. Mm -hmm. And now he's got to actually, he said, it's upped his coaching game, if you will, because mm -hmm. he has to be able to, to verbalize what the person has to do. So he has to become better at understanding it and then explaining it. And, you know, that's how would you ever envision that that would be a consequence or that would be an outcome? And, and, it, and it's funny with these things, you know, we, we look at how somebody who's now in that situation has had to do that. And yet there's so many things that we should do. Do you know what I mean? Like we should all become better at describing these. We should all become yeah. more empathetic. Should, shouldn't be a word. And, uh, but yeah, you're right. We, the, the word isn't should, but, uh, but we all have the opportunity to get better at these things that uh, someone who's gotten better out of necessity, um, they can certainly be the example for the rest of us how we could get stronger and better in those areas as well, rather than waiting for something to, to force our hand. And, it can, and, that, and that can apply to business. That can apply to any facet of your life, right? I but, mean, like... You always, you might seem like you have insurmountable obstacles, and then you can always see someone who has even a harder situation who is able to figure out a way to mm -hmm. overcome it and be successful. And it just yeah, didn't spend any time on why is me, and like you say, Joe, just treat him like he treat any of us, and and uh, that's all he wanted. He's a and, sport. And, yeah, and, and, and the adaptive athlete community has become a massive community, hasn't it? Yeah, huge, absolutely. Yeah. For show notes, video, and audio of this episode, visit SpartanUpPodcast.com slash 4 The Spartan Up Podcast is brought to you by Spartan. To find a race near you, visit Spartan.com. Oh,